Okay, hey guys, what's going on? My name is Hope and welcome back to Onwards and Upwards, the podcast where we work on becoming the best versions of ourselves every single day, a little bit at a time. So today I'm talking to you guys about how to deal with negative self-talk and it's honestly something that I deal with a lot. We all fall victim to negative self-talk at some point or another, and it's sometimes crazy how easy it can be to let our own selves down, but it does happen. I'm honestly the worst when it comes to self-criticism, so I've had to learn a few ways of how to kind of deal with negative self-talk in a healthy way. I'm somebody who is definitely a perfectionist. I was an academic achiever. I love academic validation, all of that stuff. I always was working for that A. I wanted my professor or my teacher to give me a fantastic comment, and that was something that was really important to me. And ironically, something that I struggled with that entire time was talking to myself pretty negatively. I never felt like I was doing anything well enough. I thought that I was bad at everything and I just would be really hard on myself when everything around me was saying that I shouldn't have to be. And so it is interesting because I do think that this is something that a lot of us tend to deal with, but we just don't know how to fix it or we don't know how to convince ourselves out of it or to just, I guess, find a way to deal with negative self-talk. So after lots of therapy and a lot of internal growth, I found that there are three things that help me work my way out of a negative mindset. And today I'm going to be sharing these tips with you. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. The first one is to recognize what's true and what's not. Sometimes all we need to do is acknowledge that what we're saying about ourselves is simply not true. And this is something that we might run into a lot. And if we can just nip it in the bud right here, it's going to solve a lot of our problems. While it can be really difficult to start doing this, I do think that it is a super important habit to build. So the next time that you catch yourself saying something negative about yourself, take a moment and reflect on whether or not you're experiencing a temporary emotion. So what do I mean by temporary emotion? I mean that maybe you had a bad grade. Let's say that you got a, you know, C or a B or a D or or whatever. You didn't get the grade that you wanted and you suddenly feel this overwhelming sense of like frustration and sadness and guilt or, or whatever emotion you're feeling and you start to tell yourself you're dumb, you're not smart, you can't do this, you're never gonna get to college. It's that spiral that I want you guys to focus on right now because I'm sure we've all been there at some point, you know what I mean? Like I, I did this a ton in school and I still do it now. So what's happening in that situation? You got a bad grade or a grade that you consider to be bad and now you are starting to speak these negative thoughts about yourself to yourself over and over again until you spiral into a pit of negative self-talk. Okay, so stop right there. I want you to catch yourself when you recognize you're thinking these thoughts and then you're gonna do this. You're gonna feed yourself a truth. So for example, if I'm upset at myself for not getting a good grade, I might call myself stupid or I might say I'm never gonna make it to college, I'm never gonna graduate or or whatever my spiral thought is gonna take me to. So when I make that statement to myself, my brain is going to start to focus on everything I did to perceive it as negative. Okay, so looking back, I'm gonna start telling myself, oh, you should have studied more. You should have you know, worked harder. You should have gone to class earlier to get help from the professor. You know what I mean? Like anything like that. You're gonna start telling yourself these things that are gonna focus on the negative over and over and over again. And by focusing on what you did wrong, you're not helping yourself get out of that negative self-talk mindset. So like I said, you're going to feed yourself a truth. So you're going to find a positive truth about the situation and start to feed that to yourself. I read a book and it was all about how to rewire our brains and it had like a fascinating statement in it that our brains are able to rewire how we perceive information every seven minutes. 
And this was amazing to me because for me, it's something that I really struggled with was getting into these pits of negative self-talk and I would never be able to get myself out of them. So I want you to find that truth, find that truth about the situation that you're in. So let's go back to the, you know, bad grade example. Ask yourself a truth about the situation. So did I study for it? Yes, I did. Do I have a good grade in the class still? Yes, I do. Do I, you know what I mean? Like, is it, am I realistically going to go to college after this? Yes, because a bad grade doesn't mean that you have a bad transcript. It doesn't mean anything like that. And I think that, you know, that's just one small example, but it could be with anything. So one that I tend to fall into a lot is calling myself lazy, calling myself unproductive, being really hard on myself when I don't have these like crazy productive days. And so I'm gonna call myself lazy, but I'm gonna stop myself there and then I'm gonna recognize I'm not lazy, I just had a more relaxed day. So I'm gonna focus on a truth about the situation. Maybe I didn't get everything done, but I can ask myself, what did I do today that actually went well? Or maybe how did I allow myself to rest today and how did that recharge me for tomorrow? Again, the idea here is to turn everything in a positive light. So maybe, yeah, you didn't finish everything on your to-do list, or maybe, yeah, you did get a bad grade, but what is the actual truth about the situation? The actual truth about it is that a bad grade or a lazy day does not make you lazy and does not make you a bad student. These are just temporary emotions that are causing ourselves to talk negatively about ourselves and to think negatively about ourselves. So if we can just catch it right there and stop ourselves from doing that in the first place, we'll be able to root ourselves in what's true about the situation and then hopefully we'll get better at dealing with negative self-talk. To sum it up really quick, the idea here is to focus on the positive instead of the negative. And I know that's the most cliche thing you've probably ever heard, but it is so true. The next tip is to cut yourself some slack. If you're like me, you tend to be really hard on yourself when you shouldn't be. There is so much going on in our lives that it can sometimes feel really overwhelming and stressful. And the last thing you need to add to that pile is a bunch of negative self-talk aimed at yourself. You know, I get it. Sometimes we are our own worst critics, but it's important to cut ourselves some slack and recognize that we are not perfect and we are not meant to be. I get a lot of questions about how I stay so on top of my routine and the truth is that I don't. And it took me a really long time to realize that that is 100% okay. So now when I don't finish something perfectly, I can cut myself some slack and recognize that doing something is better than nothing. And this is not to be confused with you know, not being hard on yourself when you need to be hard on yourself. This is for those situations where you are really busy and you need to just give yourself a break and you need to be okay with doing a little bit less. And sometimes that is an extremely hard thing to come to terms with, but it's also super important. And if you're somebody who maybe is a workaholic or you know what I mean or something like that, and you tend to dive into work a little bit too much and you get those feelings of overwhelm and you take on too much and you're working, working, working until you you ultimately burn out, that burnout could be a byproduct of not cutting yourself some slack at some point down the road. You need to make sure that when you are cutting yourself some slack, that you do it intentionally and you do it in a way that makes sense for kind of what's going on in your life at that moment. So like I mentioned earlier, I had a lazy day and you know, I let's say I caught myself in my negative self-talk pattern. I said, okay, I'm not lazy. I am just resting today because I need rest. I deserve rest. I'm human. It's normal. That's gonna also be cutting yourself some slack because instead of talking negatively to yourself about the situation, again, you're choosing that positive route and so you're going to go the route of, you know, I'm resting today because I want to feel more recharged for tomorrow. Or I'm resting today because I had a really long week and I deserve to rest. It's really easy to be super hard on ourselves. And especially if you're a student, I totally feel for you. I know that finals just kind of wrapped up over this past month or so. And I can't imagine how stressed out you guys must have been. I'm so happy to be done with that now. But I completely empathize with being in that situation of being super stressed out. So now that school is over, don't stress out about 
other things. Cut yourself some slack. Take a break. You've been going. Your mind has been going. Your body has been going. You need to rest. And so that's really what tip number two is about is to cut yourself some slack because dealing with negative self-talk really comes down to when you get so overwhelmed that you start talking negatively about yourself when you shouldn't in the first place. And finally, tip number three is to start doing daily self-compassion practices. Participating in daily self-compassion is honestly something that has really benefited me and it doesn't even have to be anything too crazy. So for example, let's say you had a really hard workout or a long run, you can practice self-compassion by allowing yourself to take a long shower or maybe treat yourself to a smoothie right after. When you start doing daily self-compassion practices, you should start to feel more in tune with who you are, who you wanna be, and who you were in the past. Self-compassion is all about giving yourself that love you deserve without needing to ask for it. Something that I find extremely soothing is sitting down at night and working on my journal. So I love cutting up pieces of old magazines and creating these awesome spreads and pages where I can also store all my memories. And so for me, that's one way I practice self-compassion. If I had a really long day and let's say I was hard on myself or I was discouraged, journaling is a chance for me to debrief on what went down, what I could have done better, and also assess how I actually should have been talking to myself throughout the day. Think of it like a one-on-one -on -one dialogue with yourself where you're talking to yourself about what happened, but also reminding yourself of all of the truths, like I mentioned earlier, about every situation. And you know, maybe self-compassion to you is having an extra long skincare routine one day or you know what I mean? Like something like that. So try thinking of self-compassion as a form of self-care. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself in a way that will allow you to grow and won't hold you back. And this is really useful when trying to deal with negative self-talk because self-compassion will be there to balance that out. Like I mentioned earlier, instead of calling yourself lazy or saying, why am I so unproductive? Self-compassion will remind you that you're human and you deserve to rest. And I kind of sped through those because I really wanted to talk to you guys at the end and answer some questions and get a little bit more dialogue in here about why we fall into negative self-talk and how to deal with it. So just to sum up everything we just talked about, you're going to recognize what's true and what's not. You're going to cut yourself some slack and you're going to start doing daily self-compassion practices. And I really wanted to talk to you guys about these three things and how they work in conjunction with one another because I think that that is where you can really start to gain value from it. So I have been doing the 75 hard challenge for a while now. And if you are familiar with it, it is a pretty intense challenge of that doesn't really give you a lot of grace. It doesn't really give you a lot of kind of peace or, or anything like that. Like it's a very strict, it's very rigorous and you have to do a lot of exercise and a lot of things and reading and drinking water. And it seems like it wouldn't be a lot when you first look at it, but then when you do it on top of everything else you have going on in life, suddenly it feels like it's a lot. But anyways, that's what I've been doing for myself lately, and I really just started doing it because I want to feel stronger, I want to feel healthier, and I was also just kind of curious because you see people doing it online and you're like, okay, like what's that all about? But so there's a twist, I actually quit, and this is going to be kind of all about it, but it ended up with me kind of talking to myself really negatively because of this challenge and no fault of the challenge at all. I'm sure that a lot of people do it and they do it well, but for me, it was a little bit too intense. And there's very few days where I could actually get everything done and I would end up super discouraged at the end of the day because I would be like, oh my gosh, like if I would have woken up earlier, I could have gotten it all done or if I wouldn't have sat on my phone or if I would have just drank more water that day or anything like that. You start to tell yourself these things and it starts to make you feel really small. And so I noticed I was talking to myself a little bit more negatively and I was like, okay, like let me go through my process. I'm going to recognize what's true and what's not. If I missed a workout one day, what's true about that situation and what's false? What's false is that if I tell myself I'm a failure for missing one workout, that's false. That's not true, not a failure. That was just one day that I didn't work out and my progress isn't going to be lost because of that one day. 
what's true about the situation. The situation is that I am continuously trying. I've made consistent and steady progress. I've been working out five days a week and I've been doing really well at it and I do feel really healthy. So in that scenario, you can kind of really see how having a different frame of mind can really alter the way that you talk about yourself. So one frame of mind is being very negative and the other one's being very positive. And the positive one is obviously the one that I ended up going with. And ultimately it led to me quitting the entire thing. And this isn't to say that you should quit everything you try just because it's hard. It's nothing like that. But if you do find yourself falling into unhealthy patterns that aren't justifiable, I think that you do need to reevaluate what you're doing and understand that if you need to adapt something to fit your lifestyle, that's completely okay. All right, so once that was done, I had decided what's true and what's not, and I was holding on to that truth. I was holding on to, no, you know what? I'm making slow and steady progress. I feel good about myself. I feel good about my health. I feel stronger. I'm making positive progress, so there's no reason for me to call myself a failure. Now, once I've done that, that is when you start to cut yourself some slack. And that was when I make the decision to quit. I said, you know what, this isn't for me right now, but I'm still gonna keep a lot of those same habits every single day. You know, maybe I am gonna try to do an outdoor workout, but instead of for 45 minutes, I'm gonna do a 15 minute dog walk. You know what I mean? Like again, it's all about adapting things to fit your lifestyle and cutting yourself some slack where you need it. We all have a ton going on in our lives. If you're in school full-time, if you work full-time, if you have kids, if you have pets, if you have you know family members who need your help, anything like that, you need to start to recognize that there is not a one-size-fits-all answer to health routines, to fitness routines, to wellness routines, anything like that. So you need to be ready to cut yourself some slack in the areas where you deserve it and where you need it. And then to add on to that, that is when I started to do my daily self-compassion practices. So I started to end every single one of my workouts with like a, I think it was like a five minute meditation and it was super short because I have trouble sitting for a long time without getting distracted. Um, but I started to use meditations and I started to just be grateful for my body and for what it did for me that day and for its ability to run and to jump and to do all these things. And that was my daily self-compassion practice. And I found that when I combined all of these things, I was talking to myself in a negative way. I wasn't ending my workouts with, oh, you should have tried harder or, oh, you should have done it for longer. You know what I mean? Like I was ending them feeling fulfilled and feeling happy with myself and feeling positive. And really that's what I want you guys to gain from today's podcast is that no matter what the example is, whether it be, you know, your grades in class, your fitness routine, your, you know, eating habits, your anything like that, recognize that you're going to need to deal with negative self-talk because it does come up, but this is a really easy way for you to do it, and I promise you guys that it does work. Okay, so I really hope that that helped you guys understand why we experience negative self-talk and also give you guys some ways in order to fight that and to deal with it in a healthy way. Okay, and just to wrap up today's podcast, I did want to do kind of like a Q&A with you guys. I thought it'd be really fun to do it in the podcast format because it's easy for me to just kind of talk to you guys on here instead of having to type something out for a blog post or make a video on it. This just feels like I can just answer your questions and get them all out there. So I just chose the first five for today. Um, I thought that it would just be a quick and easy way to get them out there. Some of them were overlapping too, so I should be able to answer kind of multiple questions in one, um, and hopefully that works out. But if I don't get to your question today, don't worry about it. I screenshotted all of them, so I'll either get to you next week or the week after that. And always, if you have a more immediate question, you can always DM me on Instagram too, and I should get back to you there pretty quick. Okay, so question number one is when you really have zero motivation, what makes you keep going? I think that this is a really interesting question because it really does depend on what motivates you as a person. Um, but for me, it is definitely reminding myself of where I want to be in five years. 
So when I have zero motivation and we all have those days where we wake up and we're just not feeling it, I'm gonna take a second and, and recognize, is this a day where I should do nothing because I need rest or am I just not feeling motivated and I need to snap out of it? And if it's the latter and I need to snap myself out of it, I'm gonna do a couple of things. The first thing I'm gonna do to get motivated is go on a walk. As soon as I go on a walk, I know I'm gonna feel better. I just try to do like a brisk 15 to 20 minute walk. It is super good for your mind and it really just helps you get back on track with things. So if you're able to, I would really encourage you to just go on a quick morning walk every single day or maybe a walk after you come home from work, anything like that, or even midday walks, you know what I mean? Like they are super good for your mind and body and it really will help re-motivate you if that's what you need. And the second thing I'm going to do relates back to the whole five-year thing. And what I do is I create a Pinterest board. I've had it for probably like two, three years at this point. And it just has images and photos and quotes and places of everywhere and everything that I want my life to look like in five years. And that's honestly a huge motivator for me because when I look at that, I know that I'm never going to be able to get there unless I put in that work today. So yeah, those two things are super big for me and that kind of, you know, relates to vision boards and that's why I make one every month because it really does help to just re-inspire me and I would say that it's super motivational in the sense that it reminds you of why you're working in the first place. So yeah, take a walk and then revisit your dreams, your aspirations, and look at where you want to be in five years and remind yourself that, hey, if I want to get to that point, and I know I do, I'm going to have to do something today that, you know, future me is going to thank me for. Okay, the next question is essentially about struggling to be productive and feeling like you could do a lot better if you just put the time in, but you can't seem to just put the time in. And I did struggle a lot with this in school sometimes where I would have an essay that's due in, you know, three days and I would put it off and put it off and put it off until suddenly it's due in two hours. And of course, my two hour work is going to be a lot less fantastic than if I would have worked on it for three days or if I would have worked on it for, you know, one hour blocks for three days. You know what I mean? Like when you give yourself time to do something, obviously it's going to come out better in the end. And I totally relate to that because it sometimes is hard. It's like a mental block. And something that I found that really helps me with that is scheduling time out in my calendar to study for these things. So if you know you have a test coming up on Friday and it's Monday, I want you to write down in your calendar or in your planner, agenda, Google Cal, whatever you use, write down a 30 minute study session each day. Not only is this going to help you with planning, but it's also going to remind your brain that, hey, I only have to do 30 minutes of it today. And sometimes that really helps with kind of just getting your mind into the focus zone. And always, always, always what ended up happening for me was I would sit down and I'd do my 30 minutes of work and I'd fall into that focus mode and I'd end up doing an hour or an hour and a half. So if you can just convince yourself that, hey, 30 minutes is nothing, and then you give yourself a small reward at the end, like maybe at the end of 30 minutes of studying, you watch a 30 minute episode of your favorite TV show. If you can make that combination of small time periods of studying and then a small reward at the end, it can be a really powerful way to get yourself to be more productive without really feeling like you're doing a lot of work. Okay, and the third question, which was the most asked, which is how to break a negative self-talk habit once it's already in place. And honestly, I would just say reference back to this podcast and try doing those three things and see if they help. You know, recognize what's true and what's not. Cut yourself some slack and start doing these daily self-compassion practices. 
I found that when I do those three things, when I'm in that negative self-talk space and I have a habit of talking to myself badly, that it really helps me kind of work my way out of it. And please keep in mind that this is not something that changes overnight. You know, like when you have these negative self-talks about yourself, it's, you're going to have to rewire your brain and it's a slow process. And so if you say I'm lazy one day and then you find the truth in the situation, then you cut yourself some slack and you practice self-compassion, you're gonna have to do that like 10 times, 20 times, over and over and over again until it becomes a habit. And that's how you break that negative habit and replace it with a positive one. And if that doesn't work for you, then I would really suggest trying to find somebody that you love and you trust and ask them, am I this? Am I lazy? Am I, you know, unproductive? Am I whatever? Ask them because chances are they're going to tell you, no, you're not. This is just your emotions telling you that you are when it's not true. So sometimes having somebody to talk to you about it is really helpful. I know that I'll talk to my partner about it when I'm feeling a certain way. I'm like, hey, like, tell me if I am, like, tell me if I'm being lazy right now. And nine times out of 10, he's gonna tell me, no, you're not. Like, you're just being really hard on yourself. You need to cut yourself some slack. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they're going to tell you. So take it from them and then understand that they're not going to lie to you about this. So if you're feeling, you know, like you're not gonna go to college, oh, I'm not gonna go to college because I can't do well on this test or I'm, you know, not gonna graduate because I didn't get an A on this quiz, all these things. If you're telling yourself that, go to somebody you love and you trust and ask them, is this true or am I lying to myself? And they're probably going to say that you're lying to yourself. And that's when you can start to cut yourself some slack and practice daily self-compassion. Okay, guys, I really hope that today's podcast brought you guys some value and that you have a little bit more in your toolbox when you're learning how to deal with negative self-talk. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys have any questions or have any comments, feel free to DM me on Instagram at lifewith.hope with two E's. I know it's complicated. It's going to be in the description or on TikTok. You can leave me a comment and I'll find it there at lifewithhope with two E's. So anyways, thank you guys again so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. It means the world to me. If you could rate my podcast on Spotify or an Apple podcast, if you're enjoying it, that would mean the world to me as well. And of course, if you have any suggestions for how I can improve, feel free to let me know as well. So thank you guys so much for tuning in and I will talk to you well next week on Onwards and Upwards.